Hey everyone, welcome to the Oasis Podcast. I'm your host, Miss AJ. Thanks for tuning in. An Oasis is something that provides refuge, relief, or pleasant contrast. And that is exactly what you will find tuning into the Oasis Podcast. This is a space where I and special guests will be cultivating intentional and honest conversations about life's journey. Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and watch us on YouTube now. Welcome back to the Oasis Podcast. Thank you all for joining us again today. Back like we, we never ha- left it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> today I have back on Miss Ayana. And we are going to be talking about a topic that I think is actually really, really important to talk about. And I'm recently... Miss Ayana here. She's always be on Instagram, social media, really schooling us on some stuff, you Follow know. Me. All right. And I will, you know, Add I'll tag me. her handles in the information of the podcast. But I she recently put up some posts about fat shaming essentially, right? Yes. How society views fat people, which weight connecting weight to these other aspects of life that's like what does that have to do with the other? Yeah. And I thought that was really a great thing. To, to talk about and I really wanted to have you on to talk about that Absolutely. and so for me why I thought it was important is we, we talk you know in our work we do mental health related work and in our work we talk a lot about really and our race to mm-hmm. justice work we mm-hmm. talk a lot about understanding your privilege and understanding mm-hmm. how that skews your lens when you're navigating life and I had to be honest with myself that the things that were being mentioned a lot of it I was just like I personally as an individual don't view people in that right. way but then in thinking about it though I'm like yo but I never thought about it mm-hmm. and so I had I had privilege in my own way of like being able to not have to navigate life through that lens right. and so I was like it's being the fact that you advocate for this and you you're out here really schooling people on being cognizant of the connections we're making with Wade and all these other entities and Absolutely. other things that have nothing to do with the other I feel like this would be a great topic to talk about and right. me I'm, I'm also going to sit back you know I, I'm here to listen I'm here to learn oh. as well because I also know that my my one my privilege my, my lens is skewed by my experience mm-hmm. right and so a, a lot of times you know weight is it's always looked at one way or the other and everyone has their own personal experiences dealing with weight and how the world sees you of course right? and they identify you and they assume who you are based on what you look absolutely. like absolutely right absolutely so please go ahead girl you got this all the, right you got the floor please. i mean and i want to say thank you for starting off by acknowledging privilege because i don't even think people attach that into the conversation every time we talk about Privilege, we always think of white privilege mm-hmm. and white and black versus thing, but there is body positive and body conscious privilege as well. When you walk in, 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 the, in the world in a body that society deems unacceptable, you have to navigate the world differently than others who do not walk in your shape and in your size. And, and I think just acknowledging like yo I didn't even have to think about it like that like I didn't even have to have an experience Mm -hmm. of understanding what it's like for somebody of a certain size I think you know is a start of having these conversations in a healthy way so thank you for starting by mentioning that I think you know and I don't speak for all fat people so I'm just speaking for this fat person speaking on behalf of myself I have been of a certain size my entire life. I have been overweight, obese, morbidly obese my entire life at 
five years old, I actually found a, um, so I grew up in the 90s, you know, I was born in the 80s, grew up in the 90s, and back in the days, they used to do things like give your children identification cards, like mm. if you lost your kid, your mm -hmm. kid would have like an identification right, card with right, all right. your information. So I found my identification card in some boxes and some papers from when I was five years old. And I was cute. I was always cute. I'm cute now. Um, cute little girl. But the weight on the card at five said that I was 106 pounds. Now, if you know a five-year-old. Right. Five-year-old average weight. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know what their average weight is supposed to be. But I think it's in like the 30, 40, 50 pounds maybe. Not even that much. I don't even know. We can Google it. We'll yeah. fact check and Google it. <laughs> yeah. She'll edit that in. But we can fact check what a what an average weight of a five-year-old is supposed to yeah. be. Of course, it's not supposed to be 100 pounds. An adult is, there are adults who are 100 pounds. Mm -hmm. A five-year-old should not be 100 pounds. So that just goes to show that I was always overweight and I was always obese and there was never a time in my life that I was skinny. So I didn't know what skinny was. Going to school, starting school, I was fat. I was a cute little chunky baby and I became a cute little fat girl and I became a, a fat preteen and a fat teenager and then a fat woman. And I navigated my world with that understanding that I was a certain size. So there were things that I could not do, that I didn't do, that I wasn't allowed to do, that my counterparts who were normal and I and I'm using that label with quotation because there is no such thing but who were considered in a healthy weight were able to do I didn't ride roller coasters and I used to tell people I was scared of roller coasters it wasn't that I was scared of roller coasters that I couldn't fit mm. in a roller coaster I so I couldn't ride it so I had to lie and say I had a phobia of roller coasters wow because I couldn't get on one because the thing wouldn't close down mm. you know riding in an airplane and you got to press the button or whisper to the, the flight attendant when you get on the plane, can I have a seatbelt extender? Because the seatbelt isn't going to close because it's only for a certain size. And it's embarrassing or you feel embarrassed to need an extender. And I and traveled like that for many, many years because I'm a traveler. I love to fly. I love to go. And that was a part of my experience. So there's this, it's, it's insidious in society that the world is not built for people of my size. The world ostracizes people of my size and larger than me. We're either made to be a mockery, made to be a TV show, my 600-pound life, my big fat wedding. We're made to be somebody's entertainment or we are somebody's punching bag, the butt of somebody's joke. I know lots of funny-ass fat people, but we had to be funny because we had people talking about us. We had people talking shit. So we had to build up a, a, a tough skin yeah. and some sense of humor to be able to just make it through the world navigating in our size. But uh, being fat, fat affects every single aspect of your life. You cannot imagine. There is not a time or a place where my size did not precede what people learned of me. Like you learned me after you got used to my size. Wow. And, and that, yeah. That was pretty prominent. Oh, wow. Right. That was heavy. You learned me after. After you got okay and comfortable with, with, with my size. Like literally all wow. of my life. Like, you know, and I think that other people with other things feel the same way. Like, like uh, I'm, I'm not fair skin, but I'm not dark skin. I'm brown skin. And so I think women of darker hues, people of darker hues feel that way. Like they get told you're pretty for a dark skin girl. I was told you're pretty for a big girl. You know, not just, you pretty, you right. know, because <laughs> that's what it is. If you think I'm pretty, I'm pretty regardless of my size. 
shopping, going into the store, you know, everybody was at one point Victoria's Secret down and pink, everybody had pink. I couldn't, pink would be stretched out on my ass. I couldn't wear nothing in pink. That's all my ass could fit. Right, right exactly. You understand? <laughs> that just, but you're a teenager. I can't go to the big girl store. Right, <laughs> exactly. And then the big girl store back in the day, like, first of all, thank you to the fashion world for finally realizing that plus size women spend coin on clothes and we like to look good. I don't think, you know, I like to look good. I'll speak for myself. I like an, an ensemble. I like to put a piece together. Yes, she does, huh, T? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> and, child, it was a struggle back in the day. And any plus-size person, male, female, or other, will tell you that our selection was not cute. It was floral. It was old ladyish. It was ugly color schemes. It was ugly patterns. First of all, why you want to put somebody that's, a, a size 5x and some ugly ass outrageous patterns is beyond me like we don't want to be billboards of stripes <laughs> like we don't you know what i'm saying it was not it, it was not cute back in the day when i had to go shopping and it was a struggle it did not feel good mm. buying your first your first like everybody's hyped to wear their first outfit to school and i'm struggling looking in catalogs trying to buy shit out of catalogs because i couldn't go to old navy because old navy didn't have the plus size section when I was a child yeah there weren't a lot of plus size sections when I was a child so I was either shopping at some old lady store or I'm buying it out of catalogs and then hoping that it looks cute when it comes from the catalog so even that experience the it's so many like it's so much yeah. <laughs> like it, it is, literally it is insidious and affects every every I mean, aspect of life I remember growing up especially in the but mainly in high school you know they had dress code mm -hmm. and all that I think high school for me was the first age era where I got to wear regular clothes. Mm -hmm. I always went to uniform schools. And, you know, when it get hot, you know, girls try to try it. You know, mm -hmm. they put a little mm -hmm. tank tops, little crop tops, whatever. And I remember, I think that was the first time I saw how you were treated different by your weight. And I was cognizant of it because I remember going to school, so you would wear, I think my particular school, you couldn't wear spaghetti straps. But, slimmer girls got away with it. And bigger girls, bustier girls, mm -hmm. and not just busty, but if you were just bigger, Big, right. they would make you put on a t-shirt. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that when I was younger, like, how does that make sense? And even if the girl was not busty, but she was just bigger, they would still make her mm -hmm. put on a t-shirt. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but I'm wearing the same. Right. I'm wearing the same thing. And yeah. I know I noticed that, like, how does that make sense? Like, and 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 there were some girls who did challenge. Mm -hmm. They challenged the teachers and challenged the deans or whoever, and they couldn't give them an answer. Right. Like, oh, you know, that's not dress code. But they're like, but this person exactly. is doing the same thing, and you're, you standard. didn't say nothing. And they right, and they had no response. That for double it. standard. It's real. It is. It is. It is. Um, you know, I say this all the time. Uh, nobody chooses to be fat. So let that misconception go out of your head. Like when you when you ask people, well, why don't you just sing? Well, if you just if you just ate differently, if you just exercise, if you just nobody chooses to be fat, and and when I'm saying the word fat, like some people are like, oh, she fat because she she 200 pounds solid and she thick, you know. And black folks have different degrees yeah. of what we consider fat. Yeah, you know, medicine, the medis medical world, and this and that standard of you should be this size if you're this height. That don't always work in the black community because we thick. You know that that scale don't really work for us, but. Yeah. When I say fat, I mean like morbidly obese. Me, 
At my highest, I was close to um, almost 400 pounds. I think I was up in like the 380s at my highest, my highest weight. And that was around high school time going into, into college. And nobody wants to be almost 400 pounds. It, is, it doesn't feel good on your body. It doesn't feel good spiritually. It doesn't feel good emotionally. You do not want to eat yourself sick. Like I never sat around and was like, I'm going to eat myself fat. And then I just told you I was fat as a child, you know. And so that's that's genetics. Yeah. That is culture. What I was fed as a child. What my parents did or didn't do as far as nutrition and health. Culturally, my father's from North Carolina, honey. It's all, it's all fried. It's all smothered. It's all high blood pressure and diabetes. <laughs> We've ever had any. All that good stuff. All the good stuff, child. <laughs> The pound cake got a pound of everything in it. That's why they call it a pound cake. Butter, butter, right. butter. Okay, mm-hmm. if you've ever had my daddy's iced tea, it's popping, but it is diabetical. Okay, <laughs> you will have the sugars. <laughs> drinking, rest in peace, Al. You will have the sugars drinking Al's iced tea. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, I, I say it all. I own my food ignorance now as an adult because of how I was raised and my parents didn't know any better. Like, yeah, if you didn't know no better... You, you don't do better. Don't you don't do know. Better. Right. Yeah, my I parents should. were feeding their child. They felt that they were providing for their child. And, of course, they didn't want their child to be fat. I don't think any parent sits around and wants to make their child fat. But they, they do. Your parents do the best that they can. That's first. And so, you know, I would have teachers. I would have peers. I would have medical professionals. I would have people that just came across like, well, you know what you could you're so bright and you're so beautiful and you said and then to be pitying their voice and pitying their eyes and if you just well what are you trying to do differently well like like why don't you just you know are you doing anything because like you you would just be so beautiful if you would just lose that weight i've had a t- i had a i'll never forget this i was about 14 and i was going to another doctor a new doctor and the doctor grabbed my wrist i'm going to show you what he did he grabbed my wrist and he held my wrist like this with his hand wrapped around my wrist he was like, see, you're not supposed to be fat. Like, look, like, you're not even big-boned Like, what are you doing? Like, that you're causing yourself to be this way. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This is a medical doctor. Like, he went to school, had the white coat and everything. And that was what he said to me. And I was like, what? Like, I'm here to get my vaccination right. shots. Like, can we get my vaccination shots? Like, you know, it's just. It's this association. It's it's your identity. Like, I'm a black woman. I'm a fat black woman. That's a different level. Like, you're a black woman, but you, you, you've never been fat. You just can't even understand the reality of it. Yeah. And so when people police people by their bodies and uphold those hateful stereotypes and, and just hateful culture around fat shaming. See, that I can attest to. I can. And I think that's a part of, she title is weight shaming, uh, mm. that people don't think about. Because growing up, you was just like, oh, no parent wants their kid to be fat. Actually, that was what my mother wanted me to be because I mm. was young. So culturally, having small and skinny kids mm. in the Haitian culture is a no-no. It's, that means you're not feeding them. Oh. So I would constantly. So obviously, they wanted to fatten you up. Okay. I was constantly being forced to eat. See? Right? And it's like, it don't matter how much you feeding me. That's just how... Not right, how, that's how your body. That's your... Them. Yeah. And I'm telling you, up until... Up until... I spoke to one of my close guy friends maybe two days ago. Mm-hmm. And, like, he had a friend... Whatever, I'm trying to get some things done in my home. And, you know, he was talking to the person. And the person has met me before. Mm-hmm. And you know how that person referred to me? 
Oh, that's that toothpick girl from Brooklyn. Wow. So like it happens on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, I've the, spent, the weight shaming, weight shaming, weight shaming. I've spent a majority of my life being identified by my weight and mm. my lack thereof. Right, not having uh, shape, not having, right. not being able to fill stick, out clothes. Right. So mm-hmm. when I was in school, I was envious of the girls who could fill out their clothes. Right, who had a little bit and of body. I, I had issues buying clothes too because of how I'm built. Clothes don't fit me. Yep. And 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 what you're saying when you are in clothes that you don't like or that don't fit you, you feel so like self-conscious out of place. You feel so self-conscious. You just feel so off. Mm-hmm. So I understand the weight shaming part of it and how society looks at you. And you, even in men, men and men dating, too. people will paint a picture that men necessarily they want to go for the skinny right. girl or whatever. And I think. I think it's one of those things, right? It's like they go for the skinny girls so they feel that's what they want or mm-hmm. the society tells society them, tells them that right. that's what it is. But when they're with you, they're analyzing you and they're telling you, why don't you gain some weight? Right. Why don't you this? And right. I've spent, I've had situations wow. like that where mm. you went for me. You came for me. Wow. <laughs> if you didn't want this, why Girl, are you that's here? that's a mouthful, child. That's a <laughs> mouthful. Now, now, and see, and I thank you for bringing that into the conversation because then that... Because I have my blinders up because I've never been thin. I've never been skinny. And so my understanding of it, if you thin, you in. You it. Like, you good. Like, you walk into any store, pick anything off the rack. And, mm-hmm. and you know, so, again, society just does this, this pairing of people together in a toxic way, in a hateful way, and tearing each other down. And we buy into that shit. We buy into it. And it's like your experience mirrors my experience. Going into a store and not feeling comfortable with anything that you buy in that store. And and it not fitting right in it. And you don't feel good in it. You don't feel hot, sexy, fly in it. You just, you're wearing it. Mm-hmm. Feeling subconscious because you're comparing yourself and your body to others that are deemed better mm-hmm. than you. By some bullshit ass standard. Bruh, these mannequins, bruh. Come on. You see these mannequins? And that's the thing. There's like the super skinny ones, and then there's these crazy busty ones. And I'm like, I'm not even going to buy that outfit because it's not, I'm not going right. to look like that. <laughs> so I'm just like, forget right. it. Right. Yes. <laughs> and then, and then there, and, the, and then there's subcategories in each because it's the skinny girl Correct. with the booty. Right. She yeah. can be skinny, but she got a little booty. You know, it's the fat girl, but she got titties and ass. Like, I don't really have titties. Like, you know, I'm. For a big girl, okay. I don't have titties. I got something to hold on to. Yeah, <laughs> Right, but you know, some chicks be having H's and F's, and I'm sitting over here trying to hold on to these, yeah. you know, CDs. And I'm like, all right, I'm holding on to it. I'm losing a little weight. The titties went first. The titties went gone first. But, you know, it's it's like sub, it's it's subcultures in, in how we compare people and, and just how we objectify bodies. And that shit has to stop. And how it varies for men and women. It does. Men experience fat shaming. Men experience weight shaming too. But they I do. just think it's on a different level. But it's experience though. Oh, they do. But it definitely is on it's a on different level. It's on a different level. It's, it's deeper for women. Yeah. It's way more uh, oppressive for women. It's deeper. It's uglier. It's just a little bit more toxic. And I don't want to take away from a man's experience. Mm-hmm. So I won't speak to a man's experience because I'm not a man. But for me... The, the way that women are pined against each other and compared, yeah, um, it is just so toxic and yeah. so disgusting. And then for you to say that part about dating, honey, because I, I want to touch on this because dating while fat, hooking up while fat, somebody, you know, being interested in you and you happen to be of a certain size and you're plus size. 
in the back of your mind, and I don't think any any person who is plus size won't say this. In the back of your mind, you're asking yourself, is this a fetish? Does he want to fuck me because he has a fetish for fat people? Will he be prideful to show me off in public? Will he want to hold my hand in the street? Will he want to be like, this is my woman? And, and, and it, you know, you always think about that. Like, behind closed doors, you want to pop off. You want to grab the rolls. You want to jiggle the fat. You, you want like this shit. Right, you like it behind closed doors. It's on and popping. But then, do people know that I'm fucking with you? Do people know that we dealing with each other? Does your mama know? Do your family talk about why you fucking that fat girl? Like, I've had that experience more times than I'd like to, to account for. And, you know, it was this sentiment of, like, because uh, she's fat, she'll take whatever she gets. Whatever, in, whatever guy bats his eye at me and gives me the time of day, I should be grateful Cause your ass is fat anyway So right. just be happy So that means that no one is gonna want right. you Right just be happy with whatever little bit of attention you get yeah. cause, Cause you ain't gonna get none anyway Cause you fat And I'm like y'all y'all are crazy Y'all are crazy. got me fucked up Yeah all the way <laughs> All the way fucked up I know I'm the shit like that, And that's one thing that I thank God And I don't know I, I have to give it to God And I'll give it to my parents I'll give them their just due confidence Mm-hmm. No matter what you look like and and what shape, form, body you are gifted with, and it is a gift, whatever you come in is a gift, having your confidence in yourself that nobody can shake, I always had that. Even when, even when I was a dumb teenager, and, and no shade to teenagers, I love y'all. We love but y'all, but y'all dumb. Y'all, y'all <laughs> hormones be all over the place. And, y'all and your really brain be, ain't developed, so it it's ain't. not even your fault. Yeah, it's not your but fault. But we love you. Right. So even as a teenager going through my own teenager melodrama, there was always this sense of confidence that I had. See? I didn't have that. I thank God for it. I don't know. I can't say where it came from. I'll give it to God because there was so much that tried to steal my confidence. Mm. There was so much that told me, who the hell do you think you are, fat girl? See, I, I got those messages and... I wouldn't outwardly show you that it mm. impacted me, but I didn't internalize those. Mm. I didn't gain a sense of confidence and was comfortable with my body mm. as is until maybe my, like, I, I'm going to be honest, maybe I probably hit 30 or wow. late 20s. That's, wow. That's something. That's a yeah. mouthful. Like, when I late was in high school, all that, I'm telling you, and it was especially when I was younger that, again, people would come for me when they really wanted something different mm. and then they would say these things to me oh mm. you should try to do this and you should put some weight on right. it. you should this eat and this you should that. And my mom you need to right. eat more or i need to feed you and i i used to internalize that shit yeah. i i really really did so hmm. i'm saying this to show comparison because i think exactly what you said right people people see oh somebody who, who might be bigger and they think oh they got low self-esteem right no. Right. I love me, child. Yeah. Like, y'all follow me. I'm my favorite topic, child. It was completely I love the other me. way around. It's these past, honestly, especially these past few years, I think being in my 30s, period, has mm. just given me a sense of confidence gotcha. that now you can't tell me shit. Shit. Okay. <laughs> right. You, you don't like it? Uh, and? And that's a myth that a skinnier person and a more fit or whatever body type, they're, they all got confident. Mm-hmm. Like, they all are so... And really, truly, really, no. Most people do not like themselves. Skinny, in between, or otherwise. Most people do are, are self-confident. Or, yeah. or lacking self-confidence. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad that I was able to tap into that. Because I needed... I think that saved my life. I think if I didn't have that, I would not be here. 
I know I wouldn't be here. So I had to tap into it. I had to just be like, you the shit. I you the shit. Like, when I would put on something that would make me feel good, you the shit. Now you can't tell me nothing, honey. Nada. You can't tell me shit. You Nada. nothing about this a rag with some holes in it. Okay, and I'm still the shit. Okay, <laughs> okay, wig cap and all. I'm still the shit. But yeah. it took a while for me to be comfortable in not explaining my confidence mm. because people would question it. Really? Right. People would literally be like. They would say it all the time. My mother, you'd be like, girl, I don't know. You just love yourself, don't you? Like, where you get on? Like, people would, like, as if I wasn't supposed to have it. Like, if it was not right that I was fat and proud. Like, you gonna wear that? You gonna, you gonna, you bought that? You got your arms out? Yeah, it's hot. It's 90 degrees out here. Why do I have on a sweater? It's, right. it's hot. Like, y'all got your arms out. Yes, I have fat on my arms, and the fat is hot. I'm going to have my fat out. Like, you know, like, I started to tell myself these things because I, would, I, was, I was boxing myself up and living and, and projecting all of the insecurities that people wanted me to have. But I didn't have it. Correct. Like, I was like, nah, I really do like how I look in this shirt. Yes, it's a crop top, but I think I look cute. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I like it. And then there are some times where I don't think I look cute. And I'm like, all right, that wasn't it. I just used to feel that. Like, I used to look at other women and they would wear things that, quote, unquote, was not appropriate for their size, was supposed to be more appropriate for my size. And I would look at them and I was like, I'd be like, I wish I was that confident. See? And, and I people would be like, why she got that on? Yeah. That and ain't for her. It's for her. Did she buy it? When I Did would, she pay for it? I would have to push myself, even to wear crop top, things like that. I would have to push myself to wear that. And I would have to talk myself until I walked out the door. Right. To be like, you look fine. You look fine. You look fine. You're okay. You're okay. You're okay. See? And I used to see other women and I'd be like, ooh, why she wearing that? But be like, oh, I wish I had that. Right. <laughs> you know? Like, to do that and just be happy and feel comfortable in it. And I would wear things and then feel uncomfortable. That's it. Now I look in the mirror. I got a... Uh, stealing the floor mirror in my room. I look at myself. I say, Bitch. damn, girl, you look good, girl. <laughs> girl okay. Girl, you is doing it. Girl, I pass by. Okay. You is doing <laughs> it. But it took so long. It took so long to feel okay. And I'm, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm forever a progress. I'm forever yeah. progressing. So yeah. at the size that I am now, I'm too, uh, I weigh myself this morning. I weigh myself every morning uh, since I started this detox. So this morning, I was 235. 235, and I'm in between. I, I go from like 230 to 240. That's where I, that's my window right now. I've had weight loss surgery. This is the second time around with weight loss surgery. So I've done weight loss surgery in 08, and then I did it again in 2018. And that in itself was a journey, and that in itself was a lot to, to navigate people's opinions about it ignorant ass conversation about your choice to do what you want to do Mm -hmm. with your body right with your body you know having to defend what you want to do with your body and then you know people i watched people who have known me all my life respond to me differently because i'm in a different size and i'm like this is me like literally like family friends folks that i've known as i metamorphosized into this size and and for people I see myself, I still see Ayana. So when I got weight loss surgery in 2018, I was 343 pounds on the day of surgery. Today at 234, 100 pounds lighter, Mm -hmm. I still see 343 Ayana. Mm -hmm. 
because that's just how your eyes work. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I see some differences. Yes, you know, my face is smaller. I can look at pictures and be like, oh, yeah, I see it. But when you look at yourself every day, you just see you. Yeah. Um, and so I would watch aunties. I would watch friends. I would watch family, like, just react to me in a way that was weird and different. I'm like, oh, it's still me. It's still me. You know, I might wear a 1X instead of a 3X or a 4X now. It's still me. But you get treated differently. Mm. You, you move in the space and in the world differently. And as I decrease, because I'm still decreasing, um, and hopefully we'll get to a comfortable size and a goal weight, I know that I'll navigate in the world differently just because of my size. But I haven't changed. Like, Ayana is still Ayana. Everything that I was doing when I was 343 is what I'm doing at 234. And it's hard to kind of move in the world in a new body and people treating you in a new way. And you still hold on to some of the old things that you had when you, that you had to deal with when you were with 343 pounds. Like, I look, like, if I go to a cookout, I'm looking at the seat like, can I sit in that chair? Mm. That shit gonna buckle. Because fat people, no, you can't sit in every picnic chair. You can't, you See, can't plop down. I would, I, yeah. Right. I'm looking at a booth. Can I slide in that booth? Mm. Can I get in there? If I were to go to an amusement park now, I'd be like, I'd still be leery about getting on a, on a, on a, on a ride. Because all of my life, I couldn't, I had weight requirements. We went to, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. We, I'm, I'm, I'm a spontaneous person. I like to do, sh- I like, I, I don't jump out of planes or nothing. But I like to do some off the cuff spontaneous things. We went to Vegas. Uh, two years ago so this is after surgery this is a couple of months after surgery and I was around 260 something and there was a one of those extreme uh, excursions where you could jump off the side of the building literally right Um, and I was like I want to jump off the side of the building and then I was like wait what's the weight requirement (laughs) like and you had to think some people don't even have to think about that some people just jump off the side of the building because they don't even have to think about weight you know, they know they're going to meet the weight requirement. And if, and unfortunately, I did not meet the weight requirement that trip. And when I go back to Vegas, I'm under the weight and I'm going to jump Indian. off that building. <laughs> I'm jumping off that building. But things like that, you know, you have to consider and think about. When you go to a new medical provider, the first thing they're going to ask me is about my weight. You know, we have different experiences, but there's parallels. Yeah. It's like, I, for years, I wasn't able to donate blood. Wow. Because I was underweight. Wow. So there were things, and just when you talk about the like excursions and doing certain things, there were things that I was too small to do. To, right, like you would fall out of it, right? And see, and people wouldn't see? think that, but me, I would be thinking like, oh, is that going to hold? Like, hold me in, right. You turn upside down, you sliding out, see? And I think, see, that's, those wow, the parallels. Are, the no, parallels. right, but these are like, I think people, either they're comfortable in their experience, yes. and they don't step Still out of themselves yep. to see mm-hmm. and i think that's also what like i like i said i've never been in person and looked at somebody and judged them from their weight and from i don't know why that is i mean questioning why that's not a case is also probably mm-hmm. something i should explore right but i've just never been that person to right. do that like when people would be like oh i'm like i'm fat i'm big i'm this i'm this i'd be like no you're not and i'm not saying it to be right i'm just like i don't I, that's not how i view people but I've always been able to do that, but I also know people that that's the first thing they do, and that's just mm-hmm. straight. Why they, why they look like that? Why they wearing that? They too big for this. They too yep. that for they that. Shouldn't and it's do, like, yeah. and you're policing what does that people. And that's their own insecurity. You, that, that's their own insecurity because you right. wish because you want to police somebody because you uncomfortable in your skin. Worry about yourself. Exactly. Worry about yourself. 
do do the self-improvement on yourself don't worry about what nobody else chooses to do like when like in comparison rihanna will drop a video of her and her lingerie and her fancy line or in a bathing suit mm-hmm. on the beach whom whom short she'll drop a video twerking and she'll break the fucking internet everybody's here for it like and rihanna's a gorgeous woman mm-hmm. beautiful mm-hmm. lizzo Right. We'll put on some cut-off panties or some shorts or her bikini, and she'll be booty popping in her pool, minding her beautiful black business, and it it breaks the internet for another reason. And you know what I learned about Lizzo just just this morning? That she's been a vegetarian for years, and then she's a vegan now. Right, vegan, uh, yogi, mm-hmm. exercises regularly. Got to have pipes to sing. If you know anything about a professional singer, they got to work on their pipes. They got to work on their diaphragmatic breathing. Mm-hmm. So they got to, she got to have some type of stamina. So that assumption now. That she's, she's lazy, so she's and sloppy, she and she's not, no. She is healthy. And I think that is the part that people continuously connect. Right. That is Fat not unhealthy. correct. And you know, I used to say this to people all the time. They used to look at someone who's bigger and they'd be like, oh, that's so unhealthy. That's, I said, I might be more unhealthy than this person. Thank you. Thank people you. are big not because they're unhealthy. You know what I mean? I know people, like you said, there's genetics. genetics. There's so many reasons why people just have more weight on their bodies. So many reasons. And I, I can, example, back in the day, younger, my sister and I, probably to have having kids and all that stuff, we used to race each other. Now, my sister, she was, at the time, she was still probably a little bit taller than me, but my sister was just, just okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say she has everything that I lacked. Okay? Got you. Got you. She took it and all. And looking at us, you would think we had this race. My, I'm beating her ass. Right. My sister was smoke, smoke me. you. Gone. Be gone. Smoke me. And and I always like use that as an example because people will assume I'm I'm thinner so than she was. That right. I was healthier than right. she was. Therefore, more I was athletic, more athletic than she right. was. Right. And it was like. Nah. I know skinny people be bending, walking up the steps. Be okay. I live on the second floor. If I got some skinny friends, they be like, whoo, girl, these steps. And I be like. I've done workout classes, and I'm, there's all shapes and sizes in there. And they and busting it out. And I'm sitting here like. <sighs> right, help me, Jesus. <sighs> Give me a new lung, Lord. Give so, me a new. So, <laughs> it's like having this this mindset. I really want people to really, like, go at these, these, these quote-unquote things they think is normal, these norms that they have about being bigger means you're unhealthy. Being smaller doesn't make you healthy either. That's I know true. tons, tons of thin people who can't. They can't walk upstairs. Right. They can't lift nothing. Right. They can't. They just are un, literally unhealthy. Right. And you their pull their blood work. They numbers. They they high blood pressure. Terrible. They sick. No, it's true. We but that is what society makes us believe. That's the conditioning of society is that fit is thin. If you're thin, you're fit, right. and you're healthy. Uh, people are shamed. I just, well. I was just no. on a woman's page who she's around 210 pounds. She's super, first of all, her body is ridiculous. I was like, oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. I was like, if I can ever get my body done, I want that right there. <laughs> like, let me just cut her out. Body is sick for days. Little old waist, big old booty and hips and thighs. Mm-hmm. And she's a solid 210 pounds. She is literally 20 pounds lighter than me. Mm-hmm. Her body shaped differently than mine. Right. But she's a fitness guru. She's a fitness instructor nutritionist and she was like when she was going through her schooling to be a fitness instructor and and nutritionist she was shamed people were telling her you can't be doing fitness and you look the way you look you gotta lose more weight and i'm like but she's healthy like she could smoke all of y'all she she did like 
cross country running and marathons and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I start sweating thinking about running a marathon, and I'm like, but that's what society. Not both. I with right. The <laughs> that's what society will have us to believe. And I, I was an active child at whatever size that I was. I played softball. I was in Girl Scouts. I did all. You know, I moved when I. The first time I got weight loss surgery back in 08, I got me a trainer. I was going to the gym four, five times a week. I, it was hard. I didn't like it. I don't like exercising. <laughs> but I was able to do it. You know, there was nothing that she asked me to do during our regiments that I wasn't able to mm-hmm. do with the body I had. It's just, it's that myth that if you're fat, you're lazy. If you're fat, you're unhealthy. If you're fat, you're sloppy. If you're fat, you're nasty, you're disgusting. Mm. If you're fat, you don't love yourself. Mm-hmm. If you're fat, you don't care about uh, yourself and you're, you're intentionally doing harm to yourself. Like, all of that's bullshit. All that's bullshit. And it's dangerous. It, yes. it, it can kill somebody. If you, yeah. put the, if you put that those misconceptions on people. It can literally kill somebody. People lose their lives. People end their lives yeah. all the time because of the bullshit-ass expectation that society and people place on other people. So, yeah, it's a it's a, a conversation to have because, like, you're pointing out the parallels of our experience. Mm-hmm. And I, if I'm going to be real, Chad, I might have to go to counseling for this time. I might have to go to talk to a therapist. I promote <laughs> therapy all the time, so go to I therapy, to, y'all. I might have to go on the couch for this. For a long time, and and sometimes I even go back to this, I would say, you know, when I have children, I don't want my children to be fat. Mm. I would say that all the time. Like, God, I don't want my children to be fat. Just let my children just be regular size. Because you feel like their experience would be different. Right. Well, because I know how hard it was to navigate the world being fat. I know the pain of being fat and having to navigate the world, and no parent wants their child to go through that pain and so I was like oh my god I don't want my baby to be fat and I'm like wow but then what does that say about what you think about yourself uh-huh. what does that say about your own self worth what do you yeah. feel about yourself because you fat you wouldn't want your children to embody everything that yeah, even even yeah, your yeah. fatness you yeah. wouldn't want them to embody you know you like you say you love yourself but then you're saying you don't want your children to experience and and it's more so I don't want my children to experience living and being fat mm. Like I would love my child, whatever my child, whatever my child is, whatever they come with, whatever body they're coming in, um, they would be perfect in my eyes. But I don't want them to experience living while fat, cause it's hard. The shit is hard. It is difficult to navigate the world with that identification of fat. It is something that, I, and I, I don't think anybody who is a certain size would disagree with me. And I know brilliant people. I know beautiful, brilliant people who should be on your TV screens, who should be on your radio, who should be uh, bestsellers, who should be actors and actresses, who should be doctors and lawyers and, 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 and be on the main screen. But they don't fit the aesthetic, right? But they don't fit the aesthetic. Mm. And so they are beautiful change agents in the world, but the ceiling is right there for them and, they, and they're trying to crack it. And they're told that they can't squeeze through the crack because of the size that they are. And I'm like, that's, come on. Like, we got, we got, we can name one fat star. We can name one every decade or so. We had, like, the Queen Latifah and she was chunky. Mm-hmm. We had, we had Monique. I don't see that as chunky. I don't, well, people would consider Queen Latifah fat. If you compare Not Queen Latifah. I don't, I don't know. And again, I've always been like this. I don't, I don't. You know, anything I over a size 12 is plus size. 12 is plus oh, size. Oh, for real? 12 is plus size. A size twelve is plus size. 
So know. anything over 12, in, in the uh, standard of fashion, anything over a size 12 is plus size. Oh, I didn't even know that. So, yeah. All these people are considered I plus size. I remember watching reruns of, was it Living Single? Right. I see Queen Latifah and think she's plus size. Like, I don't... I, Definitely, I don't. Queen Latifah was plus size. Um... So we we've had them one we've had one every decade. So we had the Queen Latifah, we had the we had the Moniques and the, the Parkers. Kim, because Kim was Kim was like yeah, borderline in Moesha. She was the fat friend. They was right, and you're like oh, she's not fat. She wasn't. Cause I was so I literally started watching it again on Netflix. So I started right. like oh, and I'm like why did you joke at her? She was a fat friend. She was not. Talking. She was the, she was the fat. <laughs> she really wasn't. She chunky. wasn't. She wasn't. She was short and little. Yeah, she was short. They, but yeah, no, but she because she's not a size four. She's not a she's not a size zero one wow. two three four or five or six. So yeah, they were considered plus size, but we but they it was only one or two that could bust it open and crack it yeah, open. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, do you know what society looks like? Like, it's not real. Like, it's not a real depiction of what society looks like. Uh, but that is what we've always had to see. The The love interest was never fat. Mm. The leading lady was never fat. We always talk about colorism and how, you know, light is right and light and bright is right. But we also have to talk about size. The leading lady, the, the main sex object, was never a fat woman. And I'm not saying thick. I'm saying fat. Mm-hmm. You know, never like because because they don't they don't deserve to be the love interest. So your posts you put it on Instagram. There were a whole bunch of different. Yeah, we talked it was medical was one of them. Yeah, and like you, the post pretty much the theme being you know fat is not synonymous with right like fat is not synonymous with being ugly. Right? It's not. Fat is not synonymous with me being unhealthy. As you can see. Fast, okay. Fat yeah. is not synonymous with me being... So, just all these different areas. And I and that was really impactful for me, like, reading those. And I was just like, yeah, this is true. Like, this... People need to understand this, right? Like, right. And I will say, this. you've kind of... You've elevated my stance. Because now I will change the word fat to size is not synonymous. Mm. Um, because, again... I didn't have the vantage point of the shaming on size of smaller folks. So now I would even elevate my stance to say size is not synonymous with beauty. Whatever size you are. Mm-hmm. Skinny, middle, medium, fat. society, no one's satisfied. Because everyone is just right. speaking from their own, like you said, their own insecurities and yeah. their own lens. And so anything other than or anything that makes them feel less than, they're going to critique they're Absolutely. going to shame. They're going to put down because it really just just doesn't make sense. And I think if we're we, we're both black women, and speaking from the point of just black women, it's mm-hmm. like society never ain't satisfied. satisfied with never satisfied. no way that we are right. Um, I had a friend put a post and it's like. Um, do y'all even really love black women? Because you're not satisfied with the Beyonces. You're not satisfied with the Lizzo. Cardi B's, you're not right. satisfied with the Cardi B's. You're not right. satisfied with... So they were just giving a comparison of, of, of all these different types of and black women. Like and there's an issue with every single right. one of them. So, like, what are you satisfied and I, satisfied with? And I think that's just a mirror to just society as a whole. Just Right. And I think, I think that's a good point to touch on is that if you base any of your worth uh, on society standards you yeah. will never be enough depending on what like you'll never be enough it doesn't yeah. depend 
on who it is and what you look like, what you come with. If you base your worth on society standards, you will never be enough. Yep. And I think what I want to prompt people, anybody out there, is to think about the, the if you if you have a moment where you want to be ugly, because I think it's true ugliness when you attack somebody else for just who they are. Mm-hmm. I think that's just mm-hmm. pure ugliness in you. And you had, and then we've all been there. Because I've talked shit about people who were differently able than me before. So I'm not above saying that I've had an ugly moment where I talk shit about somebody. But think about this. Put you and your face on that person. Because that is truly the person you're talking about. Mm. When you talk shit about somebody else and you throw that ugliness out there, you are really saying that to yourself. Um, and, and don't feel any beauty because because you get nothing from tearing somebody else down i literally get nothing out of tearing somebody else down it's it adds no value to me yeah it adds nothing to me to be like oh she thinks she cute oh she ugly oh she did oh she black oh she fat oh she that adds nothing to me and all of those things that i'm projecting out i inwardly am taking back in Mm. so see yourself in everybody that you come across and that is how i try to live you know, um, I don't judge anybody. I don't judge any shape, any size, any any ability or inability. Because I know very well the minute I wake up, I can lose my sight. I can lose my speech. Mm-hmm. I can lose the, my bodily functions. I can lose, I can, I can lose the, the me being able to operate and move. And I'll be in a wheelchair just like somebody who's in a wheelchair today. I can be in a wheelchair tomorrow. So I don't take anything for granted from what I do have. And I'm working on me. Yeah. I'm pouring into me. And I think that that, that everybody needs to come from that place. Because uh, there's a lot of self-hate. And then, and then they put that self-hate out into the world. Absolutely. And Absolutely. hate hate begots hate. So if you hate yourself, then you put more hate out there. Absolutely. That's how I feel. Yeah, absolutely right. Usually, again, verbally me speaking negatively about someone, I don't verbally. But again, like what you said, maybe in my head I might be like, but why? You know, right, or something right. in my head. But I do, again, take that stance of when I do, I, I police myself when I have those thoughts. Mm-hmm. Or if someone's saying something about someone else, be like, but why are they bothering you? Like, I, I, right. I used to be like, but why? Let them live their life. And that's usually what I say. Let right. them live their life. <laughs> like, exactly. what does that have to do with you? It don't take no food off yeah. your table, no money. Out- and I, I ain't going to lie. I, I, like, I love fashion. I love a good look. I love a good ensemble. So I be seeing some things that be making me side eye. Because some things ain't cute. All right? But it be I be seen on all sizes, okay? I will see a girl who is a size zero two put on something that right, that's just on. not flattering. And I'm like, oh, sis, yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. You know, don't let nobody lie to you just because you a zero don't mean you don't need undergarments. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs some undergarments sometimes with certain outfits. Mm-hmm. And I'll see somebody who's my size or or larger than me put on something that I personally don't think is flattering. Right. But if they bought it and they put it on their ass. That's their business. Right. That's their business. Yeah. Like, mind yours. Mind what you put on. Mind what you rocking. Mind yeah. what you got in your bank account and what you got on your body and how your body feels. Yeah, that's all y'all need to do. It's like, fuck society. Fuck what society is telling y'all. Turn the TV off. Put the magazines down. Stop Stop feeding your soul right. and all that negative and, and, and self-hating talk. And learn to love every single inch of you. Start from the top of your head. Go all the way down to the bottom of your feet. And thank every single part of you. Even the parts that you're uncomfortable with. Because they carried you. Your belly carried mm. you. Those legs that you don't like. That you, your thighs would be rubbing. Or your, your legs are too skinny for you. You wish mm. you had more weight on it. 
Them legs have walked you through life. Say thank you. Say thank you. These hands have carried you. These arms have lifted you up. These shoulders, this gut, honey. I love all of me. Every every single roll, every single stretch mark. I thank myself from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet because this is the body that has carried me for 33 years. I got to give it praise. That's why I think people need to start. I ain't got nothing to add to that. Thank you for sharing. Thank you I for sharing your experience Thank you for and, having and being me. vulnerable to share this with Thank us. Thank you. It's a conversation. It is. That needs to be had. We need to talk and about And continue it. I want to see comments under this video. Yes. Support my sis. I love what she's doing. Like, can we just support black women for doing? Okay. Can for, for creating space to have these type of conversations. But this is important. This like is your boy. stuff, cause you oh, you are author out here. I'm you about author, to release I'm my essays. Author is no, I'm um, I am I'm an author. Uh, I have a published uh, book of poems called "Before There Were Guns, There Were Gods." So you can find that on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, or you can find it through me. Hit me up if you want to buy a copy and get Drop it signed. My Instagram, I have two. So the ratchet one, <laughs> the ratchet one is uh, a beautiful flower, period, torn petals. And uh, the other one is Harriet Returned, at Harriet Returned, E-D at the end. And so you can find me on social media, you can find me on Facebook. And I am currently working on releasing a trilogy, novel, fiction, uh, romance, suspense, murder, mystery, sex, all that good stuff in that book. And I'm excited to get the first book out. So I'm claiming to God that it'll be out by the end of the year. So look for my first debut novel coming out. But if you want to get some stuff. Oh, and then I have two anthologies with my writing class. So we released an anthology last year and we released one this year. Both of which are available on Amazon. So you can just look up Power in the Pen and find the anthology and some of my work is in that as well so thank you thank, thank you. you thank, oh, thank yes. you yes we gotta celebrate us doing positive yes positive cheers cheers to the oasis okay. podcast Clean. thank you Clean. and thank yes. you all for joining us bye y'all for today's connection corner i'll leave you with this if you feel unsafe to be all that you are then maybe that's not a space you belong thank you for joining us Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Oasis Podcast. I hope you were able to find something that resonated with you on your journey. Don't forget to subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and YouTube. Rate us and leave us a review and comment on Apple Podcasts or iTunes and YouTube. Share your favorite episode and like us on Instagram and Facebook. If you have any questions, comments, want to be a guest, or have show ideas, contact us at ajsoasis at gmail.com. That's A-A-Y-J-A-Y-S-O-A-S-I-S at gmail.com or direct messages on Instagram or Facebook.